Hello and welcome back to the Church of Jesus Christ study session with Come Follow Me. I'm your host Matthew Roberts and this is Season 4, Episode 250 of this Daily Study Podcast. Thank you so much for joining us once again today as we continue with our study of this week's Come Follow Me materials. We are looking in the week uh, of September the 19th through to September the 25th uh, and we're looking uh, at the chapters Isaiah 40 to Isaiah 49. Now this section of Isaiah takes a turn and it's kind of like over, just over halfway through the book uh, and we've had the first half focused on uh, prophecies and judgments and um, how there's predicted destruction for the wicked and various things like that uh, and in particular the scattering of Israel which you know for those who believed it would happen and for Isaiah in particular it, it would have been very um, disappointing and discouraging to hear uh, of what was going to happen however the Lord then says in Isaiah chapter 40 verse 1 comfort ye comfort ye my people saith your God um, this is a shift uh, in the book now where we have the other half which is focused on comforting and giving hope uh, and supporting those who are listening to the words of God of course there will be some uh, other kind of prophecies and hints of the scattering going forward but this is now a shift in the tone uh, for this second half of the book and the Lord wants to give us comfort President Russell M. Nelson said quote Jesus suffered deeply because he loves us deeply he wants us to repent so we can be converted so he can fully heal us when sore trials come upon us it's time to deepen our faith in God to work hard and to serve others then he will heal our broken hearts he will bestow upon us personal peace and comfort those great gifts will not be destroyed even by death close quote um the availability of god of christ's mercy and love for us to give us comfort is everlasting it is you know it was infinite and intimate uh, and he's able to help um in verse 5, it says, And the glory of the Lord shall be revealed, and all flesh shall see it together, for the mouth of the Lord have spoken it. Uh, he is telling us about how we will all know the, the glory of God, that the Lord will be with us, and that he will be able to comfort and succor us. Uh, he knows all things. He has a strong arm and rules all. As it says in verse 10, He has a strong hand. His arm shall rule for him. Behold, his reward is with him and his work before him. But then in verse 11, even with the huge pronouncements of, the, of God's power and power, all-seeing eye, his presence with us, he then says in verse 11, he shall feed his flock like a shepherd. He shall gather the lambs with his arm and carry them in his bosom and shall gently lead those that are young. And so we have this sense of the grandeur of God, but also just how personally he knows each of us which I think is such an important principle. It's one of my favourite principles, I think, when I sit and think about it, about just the the power, the grace, the love, the the infiniteness of God. Um, one of the things I love to learn most about is just how intimately he knows each of us. That can be scary sometimes, of course, particularly when we have things about us that we are not happy with. Uh, but uh, it, it should be a comforting thing because we also know how merciful he is. And even though he knows everything about you, he loves you still. And that is a, a wonderful thing uh, to, to be able to know. Uh, Elder Garrett W. Gong 
said, quote, are you the only member of, your, of the church in your family, school, workplace or community? Have you moved to a new place, perhaps with unfamiliar language or customs? Our Saviour assures us, whatever our circumstances, whoever we are, he shall gather the lambs with his arms and carry them in his bosom. Brothers and sisters, our good shepherd calls us in his voice and in his name. He seeks, gathers and comes to his people through his living prophets and each of us. He invites all to find peace, purpose, healing and joy in the fullness of his restored gospel and on his covenant path. By example, he teaches the shepherds of Israel to minister in his love. As Lamb of God, Jesus' divine mission was foreordained and rejoiced in by apostles and prophets. His atonement, infinite and eternal, is central to the plan of happiness and the purpose of creation. He assures us that he carries us next to his heart. Close quote. He is able to strengthen and support and lift the feeble knees because he knows why they are feeble. He knows the capacity of their strength. And that's the only reason why he's able to do that, because he went through that himself. Um, this is a, a great comfort uh, to us that he is able to lift and strengthen and support us uh, because he knows us uh, so well. Uh, moving on. Isaiah then compares this greatness and power and personal uh, nature of God uh, to the false idols that the people were worshipping um, in those days. And I, I'm going to link this and relate this to today because, of course, we all have um, idols. I'm sure that we at times worship more than, than we should. So in verse 18, Isaiah says, To whom then will ye liken God or what likeness will you compare unto him? So he's just listed all these things, including the personal nature of God. Uh, and then uh, he talks about idols and it says, The workman melteth a graven image and the goldsmith spreadeth it over with gold and casteth silver chains. He that is so impoverished that he have no oblation chooseth a tree that will not rot. He seeketh unto him a cunning workman to prepare a graven image that shall not be moved. Have ye not known? Have ye not heard? Have it not been told you from beginning? Have ye not understood it from the foundations of the earth? Um, he that sitteth upon the circle of the earth and the inhabitants thereof are such grasshoppers that stretch about the heavens as a curtain and spreadeth them out as a tent to dwell in, that bringeth the princes to nothing. He maketh the judges of the earth as vanity. He is... Um, Isaiah is here trying to again compare the greatness of God to the things which are made by man, which are nothing in in that sense in comparison. Um, and this is an important reminder to us that we, what we're doing if we are putting an idol before God, and again, idols in this day, I mean, I'm sure we're not worshipping a statue necessarily, but we are putting things before God, things that man have made. If there's anything that man has made that we are spending more time with or putting more importance with than God, uh, then that is the time that we need to consider um, if we need to change uh, and, or in other word, repent uh, and, and move away from those things and more toward the Lord himself. Um, because that they, they are not equal. Uh, God has power over them uh, and he is able to help us more in our lives. Isaiah emphasizes again in verse 26, the personal nature, as well as the greatness of God. He says, lift up your eyes on high and behold who have created these things. 
that bringeth out their host by number. He calleth them all by names, by the greatness of his might, for that he is strong in power, not one faileth. He is speaking as the Lord is working with the stars. And he says, look, he's created all these things. He has great power, but he also is able to name them individually, um, which again indicates just how much he knows you. Sister Elaine S. Dalton says, quote, You may not have heard the Lord call you but you by name, but he knows each one of you, and he knows your name. Now, Neil A. Maxwell said, I testify to you that God has known you individually for a long, long time. He has loved you for a long, long time. He not only knows the names of all the stars, he knows your names and all your heartaches and your joys. How can you know that your name and needs are known by a Heavenly Father? Elder Robert D. Hale's counsel, turn to the scriptures, kneel in prayer, ask in faith, listen to the Holy Ghost, live the gospel with patience and persistence, close quote. Uh, Isaiah continues uh, in this vein uh, in verse 28 and says, Hast thou not known, hast thou not heard that the everlasting God, the Lord, the creator of the heavens of the earth, fainteth not, neither is weary. There is no searching of his understanding. He never leaves us. Uh, even though sometimes we may feel like that we don't have his presence with us, whether that be through the mistakes that we have made, or whether that may be because we need to go through a period of time where we are not given the answers straight away, um, just like with the Saviour who was on the cross, was left to his own um, devices for a, for a time. The Lord is aware and is with us. <clears throat> um and he can strengthen and support us and succor and, and lift us up. Um, finally, in verse 31, it says, They that wait upon the Lord shall renew their strength. They shall mount up with wings as eagles. They shall run and not, um, and not be weary, and they shall walk and not faint. And you can see in here, here, echoes through different um, standard works, uh, things that were taught in Isaiah. For example, the elements of the good shepherd uh, in Isaiah 40. Uh, this is um, given, obviously, before the Saviour gave that parable. Now, of course, you know, this inspiration came from the Saviour himself as Jehovah. Um, but it's interesting to kind of find uh, an element of it here. And obviously here we see the promise that's given in the word of wisdom and how that may be linked uh, with following and listening uh, to, the, to the principles and precepts of the Lord. Uh, we are going to stop there. That's the end of chapter four. So we've managed a whole chapter in one day. Uh, we'll see how how well we get through the rest uh, through this week. So please stay with us as we study about um, the importance of knowing and coming to understand and learn and live and love um, the Lord. Thank you so much for your time. And until we meet again. <laughs>